you know, I've seen some pretty good fights there and whatnot. People getting thrown out, just puking all over the place. And it's like, well, if you got a, you know, an Ed Hardy yeah. shirt, you got to put a, you got to put a collar on or something. Can you wear a collar <laughs> underneath the Ed Hardy? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboys Podcast, member of the Crossing Broad Podcast Network. I am Coach Gary. With me, as always, Mr. Kyle Pagan. We have a fun show today. We're going to talk a little Sixers, a little baseball, a little Barchtober, whatever it's called. What's it called? Barch Madness? Barch Madness. Barchtober? I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll come up with something for Barchtober. But before we get into today's episode, let me take a second and tell you about our sponsors, 3DPT. Tired of pretending that that nagging pain in your back, shoulder, knee isn't really bothering you? You don't need to wait for a doctor's appointment, x-ray, or pain pills. You can see a physical therapist like the pros do to help you get better faster and easier than you think. 3DPT are the specialists in sports and orthopedic physical therapy and can get you moving again, pain-free. 3DPT is owned by physical therapists, not a hospital or physician group. Their only focus is getting you back to your best health possible, whether it's getting back to the gym or golfing without pain. You get one-on-one time with a physical therapist and personal care. They have five locations in South Jersey and were voted the best of South Jersey. Three-dimensional physical therapy will get you moving again. Their info is linked below or visit 3dpt.com for more. All right, Kyle, let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Me and you have had a couple conversations, um, and I want you to try and be as objective as possible because I think sometimes with the Sixers, you get – not defensive, but there maybe is a nostalgia. And I, I want to make sure we're coming from a point where I'm not making fun of basketball. But my real question is, at what point are we going all in and how long is this window open? Obviously, the window is sliding wide open because you have an MVP candidate, right? Mm-hmm. You're the number one seed halfway through the year. I know it's a shortened season, but it's only by like, what, 11 games? So I don't think that really should matter. No, if anything, that's good for the Sixers. Right. And you're going to have, you have this like variable of COVID, which makes it even harder to negotiate because you could lose a guy for two weeks if they test positive. But we're like stuck. I want to, this is the problem. We're like stuck in the process, right? The process is people still say the process isn't gone going. The process is ended. The process is dead. When Sam Hinkie stepped down, I want to get your honest takeaway because I think once Hinkie left, the process kind of ended. We've gone in a different direction. We've tried to make some moves. It didn't work out. We've had a hard time retaining some of the talent, basically Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And we haven't attracted a marquee free agent yet. So I just want to know what is, how do we navigate the next three windows, which I have designated as the window for the Sixers to win a championship. So I kind of look at the process like a startup. Like you take your lumps early, you got the 10 and 72 season, the Joel Embiid injuries, the first two years of his career. You're just really trying to keep your head above water. Like everything's just kind of like thrown together. It's kind of like what we're doing right now. Like there's a plan. Right. You get to the point one time where you're like kind of second guessing it, if it's the right direction or not. But as long as you kind of like put your head down, bet on yourself, you know, make sure your unpaid interns are doing their jobs and keep working hard. Like gradually you're going to have some wins and then those wins are going to start to become bigger wins. And then you're going to start to inquire these pieces. And then maybe at one point your friends are like, wow, maybe this dumb thing that you started in your garage or your basement might actually be something. And you start to see that. And then some guys leave, you know, some guys leave the company. Maybe they, you know, aren't just a fit anymore. Kind of like a la Sam Hinkie, Jaleel Okafor. Um, you might churn for a little bit as you try to get back on track. And, you know, you're looking for investors and investor after investor tells you no. Basically what I'm saying is 
the Sixers signed their first major investor in Dale Morey. He's like okay. the Ray Kroc of McDonald's. And well, would you say would you say that Doc was more of a was the first cog? Hmm. Because Doc came before Daryl. Now I know there's that theory that they basically knew they were both coming here, but sure. Maybe he was the the guy who in- introduced you to the investor that he that, was the McDonald's, and then exactly. Rick, then Maury was like, "Well, let me just steal your idea and make it better." Exactly. So basically, like he's going to make them into a franchise. He's going to maximize their potential. He saw the team, he saw the pieces, and he believed in them. Mm-hmm. And he feels that he can get them over the hump and surround the core guys with resources and grow the company. So now, where we're in now is, I don't know if you know what a unicorn is. It's basically like a private company that's like a billion dollars or more in profits. Like you're. Your Ubers before Ubers were your Facebooks before Facebooks and whatnot. We're like right. in, we're in like the stage where we need to get to like unicorn status. We need to we have like three years to get there, so it's like all hands on deck right now. So we can't make we can make mistakes. We can't make a lot of them. So, but we so I guess my takeaway is we've made one mistake, and the mistake is the Tobias contract, right? And here's why I always will come back to this. We haven't been able to attract a free agent. Tobias was brought in via trade. Jimmy Butler was brought in via trade. He became a free agent. He wanted to go. And it's odd because I feel like Jimmy was one of the guys that was kind of universally liked in Philadelphia. The mentality fit the city. He would have been a Philly guy. The Tobias contract hurts, and here's why. Over the next couple of years, there's going to be players demanding trades, demanding moves. The NBA, that's what happens. They, they want to move teams to get to contenders, and there's going to be a large free agent class, I believe, in 2022. With the way you currently have your salary cap, you don't have the ability to get that player unless it's via trade, which and, – and here's the thing. To make a trade, to get a contending – like a, a major contributor, we all know who has to leave town, and it's Ben. I'm not saying we need to trade Ben, but I'm saying the only way for us to attract a marquee player here or obtain a marquee player is probably going to have to move Ben because you're not going to move Tobias unless he starts lighting the world on fire. Which he has. He almost played into being an all-star. He was probably about two injuries away from being an all-star. And when you sign (laughs) a five-year, $180 million contract... You kind of want the contract, though. You want the guy to be. It's not on Maury. It's not on Daryl Maury because Daryl Maury came in and got rid of the biggest issue, which was was Horford. Mm -hmm. I I just think it's I think it's very interesting that. I mean, I guess we never really had a shot at LeBron. I think we all like to pretend that we had a shot at LeBron. We never really did, although the billboards were awesome. Yeah, I guess this. Yeah, I guess at this point. If you're going to make the move this year, that's going to say Kyle Lowry. I think for the next three years. Draft picks and young players, be damned. You have to do everything you can to try and win. Because I think I've identified this season, next season, and the following as your chance. Because Embiid, I think, is age 26. We know the risk is there with his injury. It can, it can happen at any time. You need, to, you, need to, you need to maximize his time right now. Because he's the, he's, the, he's the only reason you have a shot to win a championship. Well, the good thing is then you have the right GM because uh, Daryl Morey says if you have at least a 5% chance, and this is what Kyle Newbeck said on the pod, you, you have every right to go for it. Um, so I think this team has more than a 5, more than a 10. I would say probably a 20, 20% chance, I would say, of, of, of winning the title. Fair. Is Kyle Lowry the sexiest deal in the world? No. No. It's not. He but adds. It, a, he'll add a could, dimension to you. It could get you over that hump and whatnot. Going back to the Tobias contract, that contract is never going. He's never going to live up to that. Whether he's unless he becomes like in the next three to four years a, a three-time All Star and whatnot. Right. 
And but, again, this isn't. We don't be angry at Tobias for having that contract. Be angry at the Sixers for offering it to him. That never be angry at the player because he's not living up to his contract. He he didn't ask. Well, he may have asked for it, but he they they gave it to him. It'll be interesting to see, and I do agree with you that the next three years will be telling. Um, there's just not really. I think they have a plan in place. I hope they have a plan in place, but it's kind of the, the, the feeling of unknown. Where do we go from here? Because the next two years will be dominated by the Nets. And I think, but the, I mean, all three of those guys, no, not so much Harden, but Kyrie, I mean, he might spin off this planet eventually. And then, I mean, Durant's a walking injury, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that's where, that's where you say, right. do you and just that's hope and pray that it's a Raptors Warrior series and everybody on the Warriors and this is the Nets gets hurt and you and you somehow finagle away to a championship like that 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 happens and it I'm does. really I'm really bullish on the Sixers I'm really happy with the way the Sixers are, are playing and whatnot I'm having trouble believing that they can even make it a series in the Eastern Conference Finals if they even get there okay they feel they don't feel like the Atlanta Hawks like the year that they were the number one seed and they got their doors blown <laughs> off by, yeah. uh, I think the Cavaliers. I remember that. Um, they, they're definitely better. Is that the Paul Millsap? Pa- the Paul Millsap. Uh, then, yeah. Al Horford might've been on that team too. I think, Jeff you, I think you're right. Jeff Al Corver. Yep. There's one. So other I guy. guess here's my next question. If, if that, let's say they make it to the play. Well, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Let's they win the second round. Okay. And they basically, and they make it a series in seven. Like, they make it a series, but they don't get to the finals. Are you just in run it back mode? Like, so like, I guess my question is like, do we need one more year of playoff proof to decide what the future of Ben is here? Because listen, the future of Ben's obviously in question because the conversations about James Harden were real. He was offered in a trade package that happened. He knows that happened and he's played very well since that. Cause he said he doesn't want to leave, but now I need to see him do it in the playoffs. The regular season's cute. All these awards are fun. The NBA matters when you get to the second round of the playoffs. That's when it matters the most. I need to see it there. And I'm, I've been, I think I said on Monday, I think Ben is such an interesting piece to any NBA team right now. But I don't think he can be a cornerstone of a championship team. He doesn't score enough. And I know people are tired of me he, of, he, of he, that being said. He's you the need most polarizing NBA up. player in the league. Sure. Ben Simmons. But you need, I think to win, you need two guys who can light up the scoreboard. And he doesn't I, light up the scoreboard, but he does things for your basketball team where he's a great third piece. He really would be. If Tobias was Bradley Beal and that was just a flip, this team is right in the conversation with the Nets. Yeah. I mean, really, you have to hope that, that Tobias Harris just puts it together and like lights the world on fire. Like he, he might thing. be the, he might be the cog. He might be the cog. Like he is the cog. When you get to the playoffs, like the running gun, the 126, 126 games in the fourth, those are, those are, those are fun. Those are cute. Thanks for all the points. Right. They're not going to be like that. It's all half. It's a mostly a half court offense in the playoffs. There's not this running gun style, maybe for the first quarter, uh, first, first two and a half quarters. And then by the time the, the third quarter winds down, up. yeah. Yeah. By the time the, the third quarter winds down, all right, it's time to strap in and play some defense and stuff. So like, I know NBA gets that whole, like nobody plays defense in this league. Yeah. Maybe in the playoffs they do though. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I, and listen, I hate on the NBA just as much as the next guy. When you get to the last, when you get to the last four teams into the finals, you get good basketball. You do get good basketball at that point. But the regular season, I mean, like, I mean, come on. It's the regular season. Just get me my 50 wins and get me in. I feel we'll, like talk we're just, we'll talk about it in February. I feel like we're just not being fair, too, because Ben is just, like, the, the February he just put together is, like, monumental. Very fair. And, you're, and you're right. He, he does 
everything, things that Mm -hmm. you can't see on paper. The only thing is I just can't get behind him being the guy in the playoffs because he averages, I think, 15, I want to say eight and seven. Good numbers. Not my number not two. Good numbers. enough is your number it two. Can't be it's my number two enough. numbers. When you need when him the out Nets there are scheduling twenty, averaging yeah. 22, 22, 20 to twenty five points a night. And then you you put into the fact that they're basically on a crash course to play the Nets. So now Ben's got to work his ass off playing against Kevin Durant for seven, for hopefully seven games. And this is why I think the Kyle Lowry thing is extremely appealing. Those two guys on the court, you have two defensive dogs, dogs on dogs. the court. Yeah. Like I, a lot of people keep saying like Kyle Lowry is not the guy to put you over the top. He puts you right there though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Kyle Lowry comes here tomorrow, this team is poised to go seven games with the Nets. They are. Yeah. And if it's the Lakers that await them in the finals, give me Ben on, give me Ben on LeBron all day and let me get put Joe on Anthony Davis and let's play ball. Let's see what happens. I think you can make a series with the Lakers. I do. I I 100% agree. I think Joel and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis like shied away from Joel Embiid when they first played this year. Like he did not guard him. I also think if here's the thing. I think Joel has a way to turn it up in him. I think he knows that this is his time. So go and take it, Kurt Russell. Go watch the movie Miracle. It's beautiful. But this is his time. It's go and take it. If he has the shot, I'd imagine he will put every single bone on the line to try and win this year. I think he has that in him right now. And I think he, I think you're seeing it. I think he's out there trying to prove it right now. Yeah. This is, I think that if, uh, of the history of doing this podcast, I think Kyle can probably clearly tell this is probably the most excited I've ever talked about the Sixers. Agreed. I, I'm shocked I, that you came to me with this topic. Because I think there's actually, I, I'm not saying Kyle Lowry makes you the, the, the favorite to win the championship, but I think if you make that move, you got a damn good shot of doing it. I do too. I mean, and. If we can get, you know, Danny Green and Michael Scott, and I know people love Mike Scott, and I understand. Thanks uh, for beating up those, those Eagles fans at the thing and yeah. putting us back in check, but have a I'm, nice career. Have a nice career and maybe yeah. a late first rounder. You got to pull the trigger, I think, on Kyle Lowry. I mean, I don't think you can sign him in the offseason, but I think you got to go for it. I think this is the time to go for it. You and have to go for it. You have a if shelf life. If it's a life. rental, you have to go yeah. for it. You have a seven-foot, 300-pound man running up and down the floor for the next three years would scare the shit out of me if I'm, if I'm the Sixers. So I think there's a plan in place and I think they do go for it this year. If it's just like hockey, if you're one piece away, you give up those pieces to go to finish off that team and make a run. It's just like baseball. You're one arm away, go get the arm and try and make a run. The opportunity, like I know at the beginning of this year, we were talking maybe, Hey, they're a four or five seed right now. They're a one or a two seed. Unless they fall apart, you go get yourself that arm you need right now and you go for it. You have to. You owe it. To, and at this point, I'm not, I hate this. You owe it to the fans thing, but at a certain point, you got to go all in. And we're, I think that you have to do it this year. We're on year eight. We're at the tipping point right now. We're 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 almost at unicorn status. We're pumping in a bunch of resources right now. Consumers love the product. Just go all in. Go get yeah. that CFO. And bring back the black jerseys, the real ones. Yeah, it's absolutely go all in time if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. No questions asked. Fans are coming back. You're going to have the best yeah. home court advantage going forward. Didn't think about that. It's time to go all in. If you're listening, Daryl Morin, I know you are because you've DM'd us. It's time to go all in. But now let's talk about a little bit of normalcy. Let's talk about something that's a little bit of a silver lining on the year of 2021. It's been about a year since the beginning of the pandemic. And for the first time 
we're going to have something normal come back into our lives. And that's Major League Baseball. Before we get into the baseball talk, we want to introduce you to a new sponsor, Barsky Diamonds. Go visit BarskyDiamonds.com and use the promo code WOODER, that's W-O-O-D-E-R, for 10% off selected jewelry, jewelry that's $3,000 or less. You've heard of Barsky Diamonds before. They've been around for a century, located in Jewelers Row, 724 Sampson Street. They are part of the Philadelphia tradition, offering the best in value, quality, and customer service. None of their sales associates work on commission, making their shop a no-pressure environment. They also create custom pieces in-store, so go on down there, work with their experienced team, and if you want, put in a custom order for Mother's Day, summer engagements, maybe even weddings. That is BarskyDiamonds.com, promo code WOODER, W-O-O-D-E-R, for 10% off selected jewelry, $3,000 or less. For the first time in the year, this is going to be a sport that starts on time with fans from day one, hopefully to game 162 and through the World Series. Baseball is getting a ton of heat for being boring, slow, stupid, annoying, old timey. But let me tell you something. This is the first sign of any kind of normalcy. It has to excite you a little bit. It does. I say this every year. Um, I'm excited for baseball to start, but I actually yeah. feel like I'm excited for baseball to start. I've listened to every Phillies mic'd up that they've put out. They've done a great job with them. Usually I'll never consume Their any social Phillies media content. teams doing very good job. Very good job. Um, yeah. I mean, I already bought tickets for the Mar- for the May 1st game. I know. I got to clear it with the wife. Got to clear it with the wife. I mean, that's how excited I am. I've never bought tickets in my life, but it's a Sunday game. I love Sunday games. How much tickets run you, by the way? Oh, like 40 for May 1st game. Really? They're going for like 400 for the opening day already, and they're not even on sale yet. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, I think think that's the coolest part. It's like, you know... It's it's tough because I I mean I'm obviously I would go to I would go to a Mets Phillies game tomorrow I would go to Phillies versus anyone tomorrow I think what I've realized in the last year is how much I really do enjoy live sports I know people like sometimes get down on it. it's like ah I'm not going to go and spend nine dollars on a beer but it's like you you don't get the same reaction at home especially when there's no fans you do I'll disagree with you a little bit I think it depends on what sport you go to basketball maybe baseball maybe is okay but like you you have to miss it a little bit you know what I mean like it's Football wasn't the same this year. I know they pumped in the crowd noise, but oh, I definitely, I definitely miss it. College sports was 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 abysmal this year without it. it. But like, I won't go to an Eagles game. I'll go to an Eagles game, but I I won't be happy going to an Eagles game. See, I love going to the Eagles game. See, I'd rather sit on the uh, on the couch. Phillies games, fantastic. Uh, Sixers games and Flyers games, not a bad seat in the Wells Fargo. So there's not Phillies games. First of all, I will give Philadelphia the prop of the world. They might have the best home stadium in Major League Baseball. I've really? been to a decent amount. I love Citizens Bank Park, and I, I'm a Mets fan. So, like when I go to City Field, like City Field is nice. It's cool. The atmosphere is great, but it's painted like a NASCAR because it's New York. And then if you leave it in the concourse, you can't see the field. Mm. You feel closed in there. If you go to Citizens Bank Park, it's wide open. It's That's beautiful. It's it has like the only tough spot is like if you're sitting, I think I want to say it's like first base side while the sun's going down, you're getting cooked for a little while. Oh yeah. But as soon as it goes down, you're good to go. Ashburn Alley's sweet. Like yeah. they got good food there. I love Citizens Bank Park. First base and left field, man. You can get a sunburn. Yeah. I mean actually bad seats at Citizens Bank Park is above Harry the Case because you can't oh. see the massive jumbotron. You can't see it. That's true. Good seats. But you can't see it. Mm. Also, I went once and some lady was throwing us out of like the front row because we didn't have tickets. I was like, lady, there's like six people here. 
They stink and they're losing by 25. Like, let us just sit wherever we want. Don't be the usher that's like, get out of this seat. I would kill to get thrown out by an usher right now. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have that ability to do that. And it's going to be. You ever been tossed? Uh, No, a friend of mine been tossed. Uh, We're just chirping a couple of Mets fans, you know, and then uh, just just really drunk and whatnot. Um, He got escorted down the elevator and uh, just politely asked to leave. I got tossed from a Phillies Mets game. Did nothing wrong. David Wright hit a home run. I stood up and clapped. Some guy threw his beer at me and I got thrown out. And you got tossed. The aggravator. Like, You're the aggravator. All I did was I didn't even say anything. I just stood up and clapped. Just got tossed. <laughs> so. you, you stood up and clapped. You should have sat in your seat and you should have clapped and been polite. Hey. Just like every Phillies fan has ever been to you. I don't know if that's overly true. I also had one guy threaten to run me over with, my, with his car <laughs> when I was wearing an Islanders hat. I was like walking across and I like waved to say thank you. And he like opens his door and he goes, if I knew you were fucking Islanders fan, run your ass over. And I was like, all right, man. Like, thanks for not doing it. Um, the only time I've ever had a run in was this Charlotte Hornets kid. First of all, the fact he's a Charlotte Hornets fan, they were playing the Sixers and we were just chirping back and forth and whatnot. He was sitting like directly in front of me. And we, it got to a point where it probably shouldn't have gotten to. I was like, okay, you know, the Charlotte Hornets, it was during the process years. They beat him. We're walking out. Kid follows me from behind and he's just poking me the whole way down in the second story and then follows me out of the tunnel and it almost came to blows. And then it was kind of like, then I was kind of like, well, am I going to fight a Charlotte Hornets fan in the middle of the concourse and ruin the rest of the night for everybody else? During the process. Very during, mature. Yeah. During, during a season where they went 10 and seven too. I've never been in a fight. It's gotten close. I've never been in a fight as an opposing fan. I know like if you're the opposing, first of all, if you're the opposing fan, all you, you're, you're asking for an ass beating. So you can run your mouth. Just know if you get in a fight, you get in a fist fight, you're fighting that guy's 10 closest friends too. That's the thing um, I think is so unfair about the Philly fan moniker where it's like a lot of the times it was equal. Like we're not, we're not the greatest. I've seen 12 year olds in Tom Brady jerseys get shit thrown at them. It's like, it's, oh, it's yeah. bad, but there's other times where it's like this drunk dude just was looking for something. Right. Like if I'm a Mets fan running my mouth and I fight a Phillies fan, what's going to happen? Five other Philly fans are going to jump in because they have numbers. <laughs> like that's, that's just how it works. You have numbers. Also, have you ever seen a good fight where like another fan from like another opposite, like say it was like Philly Mets and the Phillies guys are all gaining up on this Mets guys. You ever seen someone come from like another section and just try to join and help the man Mets fan? Cause it's like a show of solidarity. Like uh, that's awesome. I saw it in Arizona. Cause like the three Arizona fans were like, trying to argue that with the Mets, but it was like literally a Mets home game. Like if you go to an Arizona Diamondbacks game, it's a Mets home game. Whoever the, whoever the national league team is or the East coast team that's in town, it's just a home game. Um, Also, if you're going to get in a fight at the stadium, if you are two rows rows below the guy who you're arguing with, you have already lost. Mm -hmm. You've lost Anakin. Obi-Wan has the high ground. Like you don't have to do this. Um, you should always have the high ground. If there's anything you ever learned from this podcast, please just yeah, always have, have the high, high ground. ground. Don't yeah, embarrass yeah. us. Punching down is a by, lot easier than punching up. By falling three rows onto a small six-year-old who's just trying to enjoy her her uh, ice cream out of the Phillies cup. Uh, but no, I mean, just getting back, just getting back to baseball is not not in baseball, just live sports. I mean, you can go to the Phillies game, you can go to the Flyers game, you can go to the Sixers game. We're back. Like we're back. We're, this is coming to an end. This is everyone should be excited. Continuing to do all the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, wear your mask, keep your distance, get your vaccine. If you're able to. The one thing I'm going to do, 
I'm going to buy all the peanuts, all the pretzels and all the, whatever the other guy, whatever that guy's selling out yeah. of the, out of the cart, out of the grocery cart that he stole from the target. There's a lady who's inside this bank park who sells peanuts and she's been there since veteran stadium, but you'll hear her. She'll walk by and she'll just go, peanuts. she doesn't even say the P just peanuts. It's hilarious. What a legend. Just a, get me in the sun, get me some peanuts and a Budweiser and I'm ready to watch some fucking baseball. Oh my God. I can't wait. Oh yeah. We're almost there guys. Let's just keep the course. And the best thing about keeping the course. Now we get to talk about going to bars soon. And we have a great bar segment with uncle Gene and uh barge madness. So let's talk some barge madness. All right. We're joined here by uncle Gene. Go follow him on Twitter at uncle J E E M. If you don't know yet, he is the creator of the 2021 barge madness, the best Philly bars, a mix of Sea Isle City in there too as well. But I mean, it's his bracket, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, so he's joining us. We're going to go over the bracket. If you haven't yet, go follow Uncle Jim. Get your picks in and uh, and follow the contest rules because there's some pretty cool prizes. Case of Kenwood beer, the backpack cooler, and a $50 gift card to one of the bars that make it to the Final Four if you get the Final Four right. Jim, thanks for joining us, bud. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is uh, definitely surprising. You know, last year, um, creating the the bracket and then, you know, turning into what it is now. And then now I'm talking on a podcast about it. It's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty interesting. It like took were off people last clamoring year. for it? Was that what? Were people clamoring for it this year? Um, there were a couple, like, um, not like on social media, but a couple like friends being like, are you going to do it again this year? And, you know, I figured, you know, why not? We're that we really don't have too much to do yet. Yeah. So it's fair. Yeah. It yeah. got some, it got some major pub last year. I think, uh, a couple of guys that have a pretty good following in the city picked it up and whatnot. And, you know, people love, you know, the bars in, in Philly. I mean, you grow up through your twenties. I feel like you, you get out of college, you live in the city, you go to the bars you like, and then you find your niche and then you never end. I know between you and me and Gene are actually friends outside of this. And I know our buddies are, it's like McGillan's McGillan's is the one like that. It's like the local meetup spot, basically. Obviously. Right. Yeah. It's like in Philly, it's, the two things that most people, you know, enjoy are going to bars and arguing. So yes. why not put them both? Very in? fair. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If, you, if you put a bracket of anything together, I will vote on it and, and be around for the controversy that would follow it. But I do have to ask you this question. Why do people from Pennsylvania love Sea Isle so much? That's a great question. Uh, I think for me, it's I've been going there since I was so young, since I was little. It was just one of those things I just always, um, it's, I've always known. And it's just kind of like that escape. Like you feel like you're going like when you're little, it's like, oh, I'm going to this like ultimate resort with this beach and all this nice stuff. And then you know, like, as you're growing up, you're like, oh, you know, it's just like typical town with, you know, shitty bars. And, but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's just, you associate Seattle with summer and warm weather and yeah. just like partying yeah. with your friends. It's just funny because I'm from South Jersey and I, I'm down the shore all the time, whether it be for work or just for fun. And I got, I just like, I've never, I don't hate Sea Isle. I just was never a Sea Isle guy. And I think it's very funny that if you go to Sea Isle in the summer, the ratio of license plates are like 95 to five Pennsylvania versus New Jersey. And if you're on the expressway or the parkway, every single Pennsylvania driver's in the left lane going 65. Yeah. I'll flip you off like, Hey, speed it up guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. And it's like, there's this two week, there's this like two weeks in, like end of July, early August, where um, Bonner and O'Hara, where they are uh, like the Catholic schools in Delco, 
do their, um, well, they used to, I don't know if what they're doing now with La Costa, you know, who knows what, what's going on with them, but they do their, um, high school reunions down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that just like adds to the migration of all of Delco going to see Like that was the time we always vacationed down there where the last two weeks of July and August. And that was just, you know, because everybody we knew was going to be there. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious that it's, it's Seattle city is the one that we've chose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just one of the, yeah. You know, I knew that it would definitely get, I guess, more traction and more people would be interested in throwing them on there. So why not? I mean, Kyle never stops talking about that dog. So I love yeah. that's the thing you you made me. So I live in Fairmount. Urban Saloon is my favorite bar in this city. Um, and then my favorite Seattle bar is Dead Dog. And you viciously just put them in the same bracket. And I had, I think, to decide with Maxis, too, because I'm a Temple alumni, which is just you're just a man out for blood. Um, in the sweet 16, I had to decide against urban salute and dead dog where I spent plenty of night at both. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I try to figure like at least one of those types of matchups in each region. I think, you know, everyone's different. So some people have different preferences, but yeah, I think everyone has like that, like roadblock where, you know, you had urban saloon and, well, um, Fido versus Tiernanog, just two yeah. classic Irish bars going up against each other was tough. Yeah. Time. And even the shenanigans dead dog is one, like you're either one or the other. See, that's, um, and that's the greatest thing about your bracket. I'm not a shenanigans guy. So shenanigans would never make it to the next round. I had okay, them, yeah. I had them losing to. I think it was dead dog. Probably. That was Maxie's. <laughs> oh, Maxie's. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> division broke his brain. He, yeah. he had a hard time with the gritty division. Yeah. I did like that. You did this to you. We just included two tailgating parking lots. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> by putting K-Lot and Jetro in there. I'm always going to be a team K-Lot over Jetro guy, but I do like the idea that you were like, you know what, fuck it, let's put in, let's put in like just shit shows of parking lots on Eagles Day. Yeah, so, um, and I was like trying to decide about K-Lot and Jetro. It was like one thing that I, I took into account is, you know, where did, have I had the, my best my best times and my best experiences? And, you know, K-Lot, I know uh, Pagans, you know, mentioned, you know, Temple Homecoming, um, Jetro is, you know, big, you know, playoff Phillies and Eagles tailgates and, you know, tailgate like Kenny Chesney concerts, you know, just doing all that. So um, I figured I'd throw both of them in there. I feel like you grew, you grow up in Jetro and then you kind of like graduate to K-Lot. Yeah. Like with the solar panels and it's like really mm-hmm. nice and you get shade and I'm yeah. used to like, you're just baking in the sun in Jetro. Yeah. yeah. Jetro, someone like brings the, brings the, there is like, there's a parking spot. He is the keg. We'll meet him right there. And it's like, K-Lot, it's like, all right, we'll have a couple parking spots. We we go into the mansion. We're in the mansion now. We, we graduated, got the, got the job and everything. Jetro's like... You guys are all sleeping on the... The best tailgate down there is the Wells Fargo lot. If you go over all the way to the Wells Fargo side, that lot gets out of control. That's where the best food is. That's where the biggest party is. And the news people are always over there. So, oh, yeah, I, I have been over there. Yeah, I agree. You definitely do have some good times over there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, uh, my tailgate's in that lot. Although K-Lot, we will migrate. We've never, Jetro's too much of a walk. I, I can't stumble my way halfway across the city and back to get the Jetro. I'm starting a crusade against McGillens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> McGillens is starting to feel like Christian Leitner, like Duke level, like, like two blue blood. Like they, they're, they're skating by on name. It's a good time. We've had a wonderful time there. I've met a lot of friends there, had a lot of fun there. I just don't know if I can take them. And I, and I picked them to win it all. So it, it's, uh, I'm my own worst enemy. But Yeah, so did you – I wanted to ask you this, Kyle. Did you pick based on who you thought would win or did you pick on what your favorites would be? Well, my favorites are. 
Okay, but so that would mean McGillan's is your favorite bar. It it is my favorite bar, but now okay. it's just so. It's, but like you just you're talking yourself into a corner here. I know, and I saw a lot of like responses back to to Gene's original tweet, and I would say, if, tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean probably 80, 20, 90, 10, It's McGillan's. People Might be more than that. At least yeah. in the final four, it's almost everybody. Yeah, and it's like it's a great bar, but at what point do we just like? Maybe they, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm start, I'm starting a crusade against McGillens. I think we need something different. And I thought McGillens won last year, but I was wrong. Who won last year? Our Irish pub won. Wow. RIP. That means yeah, someone, Irish, someone yeah. really got behind the Irish pub then. Yeah. Irish pub. So that's the thing is, is the reason why, you know, founding fathers did so well. And then McGillens and um, Irish pub is their, their social media got involved mm-hmm. and then that just like blew it up. And even Ocean, that's the OD. That's why the OD like made it as far as they did too. All right. So I think what we should do, Kyle, maybe what I'm going to do, since I'm a South Jersey guy and I spend most of my days at just PJ Willihan's because that's what we have over here. Um, I think I'm just going to pick a random bar and just try and be like, all right, let's get these boys to the end. See, that's perfect. That's basically what the Founding Fathers guys did. They, there's Tottenham and they all just go to Founding Fathers for Tottenham and they just got behind this and just started a crusade. And Boom, Black Taxi. I'm going to try oh, and pull these boys perfect. to the end. Black Taxi is a great bar, actually. So okay. if you do, that's that's perfect. I'm going to pull these boys to the end. Get yeah, on my fair, shoulders, Black Taxi. Yeah, that's a that's a fair amount staple. So there we go. So, Jim, I had one more. Um, Sixteen to one. I took Stowe's over Garage Fishtown, and it actually so, seems to be a sexy pick. Yeah, there's um, you're not the only person who's who's you know made that pick. I, I definitely think that could have some traction, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's a. It. I didn't pick Garage as a one seed because I. Love that bar. I do like it. You know, I love drinking out of a can. So anywhere I can do that. And with the, with the uh, so you're a bottle over can guy. I'm at a bar. Yeah. Cause I'm probably going to drop it. Guy. I'm probably going to drop it and it's going to be a whole scene if it's a bottle and then I'm going to leave. So yeah. garage fish town has no identity. And that's what I think hurts it the most. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. And, and you, you alluded to it. It's, it's so many different things, but it doesn't do anything really well. It just does everything kind of okay. When the best part about your bar is the cheesesteaks that I can get across the street once the bar is closed, <laughs> that's never good for your bar. Actually, the mural with, with Matisse, actually, I think kind of up. Yeah. Up yeah. Up oh, up. absolutely. Oh, they're Matisse Thibault bar now. Yeah. They're Matisse. Yeah. So yeah. that was probably my big one. I, what, what's your final four? I'll, I'll tell you mine. Mine's McGillan's OD Dead Dog Lacosta. Very Seattle City heavy. Maybe it's because we're sitting in like 30 degree weather today. I just wanted to be Memorial Day weekend and we missed uh, the plunge this year. But yeah. uh, what would your final four be? Um, it was like, like my favorite bars or who do I think is going to win? Cause that's like totally different because I, I, let's get the ones you actually think is going to win. Okay. Um, so I think my final four would probably be McGillan's a interesting pick that Pagan, you're probably going to have a question, uh, question on is I think the point might make it what if they the can point? get out of the first round. So this is like, uh, knowing, not knowing who Davidson is. But then realizing they have Steph Curry because oh. the point bought oh, the location the point, the point, that the is point. now a carousel. So this bar is not even built yet. So they have a they have a location in Summers Point. Oh, but they bought the location that was the carousel. Okay, in the Springfield. Okay. So yeah. So Good point. So with that, and I know that they have a pretty strong following in terms of you know people I know. Yeah. that I think they might be able to get some momentum. And if they can, it looks like they have IBG. For, IBG is popular, so I mean, but if they can get out of that, I think they can make it. So uh, The thing that might hurt uh, the point is it's going to be like 60 degrees the next uh, week, like three times, and 
your Instagram is going to be filled with Independence Beer Garden pictures. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about the other side of the bracket? So I would probably take. I think Bad Brother is gonna is gonna make a run. Um, they have They've a, great got a sneaky following. following. Great, yeah, following. they do exactly right. And I mean, that, I I think it's just a great bar. Um, in, in terms of you know, it's a place. It's like kind of like a gastro pub. You know, where you know you can get great food. They have you know great drinks, and you know you can sit there and like have some drinks with friends and you know kind of get fucked up. So it's yeah, kind of everything you want. And then my last one, I would probably take. I'm probably going to take that dog. You know, Dead Dog and McGillens tend to be, you know, the top, like the most popular. The only reason I don't make Dead Dog a one seed is because of the, um, the collared shirt rule. I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. Oh, it, you got to have a collared shirt to get in. You have to get have a collared shirt to get, after nine o'clock. Yeah. You, you have to have either a plain shirt or they give you a co- or it could be a collared shirt with anything on it. No graphic tees. Yeah. No graphic tees. It can't have anything on it. So you're telling me if I'm going down there in my finest Vineyard Vines tea with my khakis and my Crocs on, I'm not getting in? Correct. Uh, I'm, getting anywhere I want on, I'm getting anywhere I want in Boston and Newport. I'm telling you that much. What is they, this, this is the I, real I'm gritty saying, part. I'm it's, it's New Jersey. Northeast. It's New Jersey. And, and no hats either. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm out. I'm a hat See, guy. That's the, that's the best thing about Dead Dog is where they, they have this allure of like being better than all the other ones, but it's like you have like you know, people hanging from the rafters, people like hang over the side of the second floor. And you're like, that dude's going to fall. And yeah. then like, you know, I've seen some pretty good fights there and whatnot, people getting thrown out and whatnot, just puking all over the place. And it's like, well, if you got a, you know, an Ed Hardy yeah. shirt, you got to put a, you got to put a collar on or something. <laughs> Can you wear a collar <laughs> underneath the Ed Hardy? Yeah. So, so, so dead dog. Yeah. It was, you know, the, the, the one thing they, the one thing they have over every other bar in Seattle is that they're open, you know, after two. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the the whole like. You, you, you know, they had the stumble in rule. Now you guys, you can stumble in, but you got to be dressed nice. Oh yeah, it's it's it <laughs> bouncers it doesn't make tough. any sense. The bouncers at the dog can be tough. If you got if you get them on a bad night, I've been thrown out a couple of times for just sitting on the stage by accident. Like they, it's a it's a one strike rule sometimes there. Yeah, it's 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 one of those bars where if someone's coming from out of town, it's really hard to explain where they're walking in. It's like, well, you have to wear something nice. You're like, oh, it must be a really clean bar. And you're like, well, no, because we throw napkins all everywhere at the end of the night. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, anyone's coming from out of town, just like everyone else who's there, just make sure we explain it to them. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is probably not one local there. What yeah. is, uh, what, would be, what would your four favorite be? I'm interested. My four favorite, um, uh, McGillan's okay. out of the first region. Uh, the second region, I'm probably going to go taxi. Okay. Um, in uh, the Fanatic region, I'm either going to go um, – yeah, see, this is tough because it's like one of those things where it's like, what am I looking for? See, I think you give the OD. I think you gave him an easy ride. I did, so, yeah, it was – when I went, I made it, and I was like, you know what? But the thing is, is I, I didn't go into it thinking the OD was going to, you know – it's fair. I don't have like the highest opinion of the OD, meaning it's not my favorite bar in Seattle. So I was like, oh, I think somebody might, might be able to knock them off. I, I'm the same way. OD used to be mine at 21. And now like, as I get older, it's like La Costa and the dead dog. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, OD hasn't changed their inside since like 1976. That so. could be true. And you're Absolutely. too tall. I mean, you probably can't even, it's you know. True. I do have my head on, on, the, on the speakers or the, or the yeah. ceiling. What's the last one? And the, um, uh, pretty. Damn. Uh, 
I would probably say either Dead Dog or Maxie's. Okay. Or oh, Maxie's. Well, well, I guess it's it's your favorite. Yeah. Um, do you hate dive bars? Dirty Franks and the Pope being 15 and 16. That's a tough look. Yeah, I definitely don't hate dive bars. It was just one of those things where it's, you know, what is the bar going to offer me on any given night? I know exactly what I'm getting and I don't always want that. I do. I definitely like dive bars, but I was thinking in the terms of popularity, you know, personal experience, um, you know, versatility of a bar, you know, is it like just a bar where you can watch a game? Is it a bar where you can hang out where you're like sitting in silence? Can you go out with friends and like have like a whole night, you know, and you know, there you're not really doing. It's true. Dirty Franks, it's like you're there for like a shot and a beer. But I always, I always want a TV because I don't think, yeah, I don't want to have a conversation f- for the whole time. I want to be able to look at something. And I think they only play like TV Land or or the old yeah. school movies or or whatnot. Dirty Franks. So, yeah. all right, that was a good explanation. Gary, you got any more questions? Yeah, last last question. Have you considered next year just throwing Patty's Irish Pub in there and seeing if it can make it to the end? Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, just just uh, see what would happen. I would definitely consider it. Um, Maybe Mac will get behind it. Yeah, here's the other thing, Mac. Listen, if you go to Boston, Cheers is like a thing. Like you can go to Cheers. How does Patty's Irish Pub not exist yet? But Max Tavern. Oh, it is. There's a there's a Patty's Irish Pub, but it's down in like Old City, and it's. I don't think it has anything to do with the show. It's a shit bar. But as Gene was saying, Max Taverns is his in Old City as well. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I think you just got to make like the exact replica, and people would go like crazy. Yeah. Cause some people like some people in Philly are those people. So they would, they would absolutely go to that bar. Yeah. The old I Finnegan's mean, wake would be perfect for, for Patty's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of looks like it. So yeah, I would definitely consider that, especially just you know, like throwing it in like an eight seat somewhere and being like, Oh wait, Patty's Irish pub. Like, yeah, yeah I see what we can do. Yeah. That's a great idea. I like it. Gene, where can everybody find you to, uh, to put in their, uh, their picks and whatnot? Yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, um, uncle Jeem, J E E M. Um, so the deal is, uh, you know, you can quote tweet my initial tweet with the bracket with your, um, final four, your final two, and then who you think is going to win it all, um, puts you in the running for first place is a, um, you know, cooler backpack from Kenwood beer, shout out Kenwood beer. Great guys. Um, and a $50 gift card, um, to a final four bar of your choice, you know, out of any of the final four bars, you can choose which, you know, bar you want to give cards from second and third place get um a case of kenny's from the kenwood beer guys can't beat um, that yeah and you know a lot of people have the same picks right now but and but there are you know tiebreakers in place if needed but we'll uh and you know the whole thing is based off twitter votes so yeah hopefully we can get some traction in when do they start uh friday at five is the um is when I'm cutting off the submissions. I think we've got around 40 or 50 right now. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, Friday at five, I plan on, you know, opening up the first round of votes. All right, cool. We will, uh, we'll put the link to the tweet uh, for Gene in the description of this podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube awesome. or listening on, on podcast. So Gene, good luck, buddy. I know yeah. you're getting a lot of pushback on some of the bars, but Hey, listen, if you don't like it, go make your own fucking bracket. Yeah, exactly. Can't be a pioneer if you don't dare to try. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. The Winter Boys podcast was created and hosted by Gary Lay and Kyle Pagan with contributions from Jason Green, executive producer John Barchard, and our theme song is Telescope by the Pine Bears.